Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner. I'm here with my co host, Greg. Greg, are you excited for the Big 12 tournament? Oh, absolutely! I am. Oh, this is this is one of the best weeks of the of the year for Big Twelve sports by far. Oh yeah, the most powerful conference in basketball. Everyone's going head to head. Well, not not really. Everyone's going to head to head, head to head. But you get what I'm saying. Did you see, there was some. Uh, there was some. Uh, the I don't even know what you call it. Like I guess it's the first round of the ACC tournament, whatever whatever round they're in right now. But their their tournament's weird. They got like fourteen teams. They had some commentators talking about how the the ACC top to bottom was stronger than the Big Twelve. <laughs> Don't let anybody else tell you differently. Anybody that listens to as, this podcast as should they, know. As they were probably commentating on the Louisville. <laughs> who else would they be playing? <laughs> NC State. No, actually, NC State's pretty good. Who I don't know who's at the bottom of the anyway. Clemson probably. Clemson, yeah, Clemson's no good. Oh, oh man. man, it's just not been a good year for even Duke and North Carolina. No, no, North Carolina should not be in the tournament. I don't know why they're even still on the bubble. It's because that baby blue. It's all about the logo. It's all about the logo. Well, we'll see what ha- what happens come this this Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So, yeah. Greg and I are recording two days earlier this week, just so that we can get the podcast out to you guys before before the tournament starts tomorrow. We got two pretty big games tomorrow, which which we will cover here in a couple of minutes. But before we get to anything, well, anything more basketball related, uh, I just wanted to mention the top twenty five in baseball. So TCU is at ten. I believe they were tenth last week as well. They have a seven and four record, and then Oklahoma State is up to thirteen now. After losing a couple games, they are at eight and three overall. So, you know, we should start to read off the softball top twenty-five too. Because should we? Should well, we... OU's one and OSU's three. Beyond that, I, I'm not sure. Here, let's let's everyone just hold on. You keep making fun of me, making fun of me about not being uh, super into college baseball or baseball in general. Right. But I will tell you, I'm a pretty big softball fan. Well, according to NCAA.com. Oh, that's a that's a lie. I saw something different today. Through games on March 6th, 2023. So that was yesterday. Oklahoma is ranked second. Oklahoma State is ranked fourth. Let's see, Texas is ranked ranked twelfth. Baylor is fifteenth. Anybody Whoa, this is Yeah, that's a pretty in-depth list. Yeah, I don't know. I saw a different set of rankings. I don't think OU's broken. Um, I don't think they've been anything but one um, in the one I've been looking at. But I couldn't tell you what. Couldn't tell you my sources though. Um, but uh, oh, what? So, what in the world? Someone's gonna have to beat them. Oh, um, that's why. Okay, so different different ranking system has OU at one. And Oklahoma State at three. There we go. There I'm we not go. entirely sure what's going on there. People we need to do some s- research on uh, how softball ranks their teams. See if we can get a vote. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And around the 12 <laughs> AP poll vote. Doubt they'd let us do that. Oh, but. yeah, I wish. But 
So yeah, okay, we'll start getting some softball records. Maybe we can, uh, Greg and I will just become huge softball fans, even though I'm a pretty big ba- baseball fan myself. Um, also, one thing to note in the baseball top 25, uh, Texas Tech did drop out. They were at 24 uh, the previous two weeks, and then now they have since dropped out of the top 25. Um, speaking of records, though, Greg and I didn't do as well as we would have thought we. Hey, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take three and two for myself. Oh, whatever. I was zero and five. I will take three and two. Tanner had the first recorded <laughs> o, o for week on the podcast. I was gonna <laughs> it was gonna happen eventually. It's also gonna happen eventually where someone goes undefeated. It might have to wait till next football season. Someone's going to eventually go undefeated, and then we'll be able to brag about it. But right now, Tanner, 0-5 is not looking too good. The one the one loss that I would almost consider a win is my loss when I had Texas Tech beating Oklahoma State. Like you mentioned last week, that was an emotional hedge for me. So I'm really okay with it. I also knew that I was going to have to maybe make some um, questionable decisions in my picks to try to catch up with you and... Ultimately, I fell short in that, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so Greg is now fifty-six and thirty. He's he's just really doing well. I'm fifty-one and thirty-five, which is not bad, but it could have been a lot better. Not gonna lie, but we will get better as the seasons and years progress. So I hope so. We'll see. I yeah, mean, <laughs> could get worse. I have no idea. <laughs> that's true. Um, so. That's that's that for the basketball records, um, Greg. We have some another set of sad, not good basketball news this week. What what do we got going on? So Mark Adams, the Texas Tech head coach, he has been uh, he's been suspended. Has he been has he been officially let go yet? I don't know. I don't think he has. Um, but based on the comments that. Uh, are being reported. I would not be surprised if he uh, will be is about to be uh, let go here within the coming days. Um, they named an, an interim head coach, and I and I forget his name. Corey I, Williams. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Corey Williams. Um, he actually played at Oklahoma State as a as a player. Um, so we don't really need to get too too in depth on this, other than it's notable. Um, Tech will be without their. Head coach of the last is this is his second, second year? year yeah so they'll be without him and um, more than likely they'll be looking for a head coach here in uh, a couple of weeks so yep yep we'll have to see what happens there but yeah this is it's not that's not not great um, don't yeah that's not not too much else to say on that um, but Greg let's 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 cover these past. Uh, Past weekend games, we got our last five regular seasons regular season games. Wow, I'm struggling tonight. Um, but Saturday, March fourth, Oklahoma State beats Texas Tech by three in Lubbock. Uh, that score was seventy one to sixty eight. What stood out to you in that one? Well, Oklahoma State broke their losing streak. We talked last week about how both of these teams had to have this game. It was one or the other, and. Um, it was funny because Joe Lenardi in the bracketology he released after we recorded, quite literally word for word said, the loser of this game is eliminated, more or less, from um, March Madness contention, uh, and, and the winner gives himself a chance. 
And Oklahoma State, by winning this, now has given themselves a chance. Um, but was not the expected outcome. Tech actually entered the game as a six-point favorite. Um, but yeah, probably partly due to OSU's five-game losing streak. Yep, and being in Lubbock. But good win from Oklahoma State. Um, Caleb Asbury goes for a season-high 24 points, and he also hit seven three-pointers. That's my um, type of game right there. <laughs> Are you saying that's what you did in high school, or I wish I, I did that. I, no, no, I did that on JV. I didn't really do that on varsity. That's all right. That's all right. Um, the next game we have is Iowa State beats Baylor by fifteen in Waco. Um, I think this one was the most surprising win of the weekend. This one was the game that made me want to quit predicting things. <laughs> Because <laughs> really, because all of them made me want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we we skip. Well, there were two that made me want to quit, and we'll get to the other one in a second. But Iowa State. I mean, I re-listened to what we said after Saturday, and we we were just kind of railing on Iowa State <laughs> for for losing games they shouldn't lose, losing one of their better players, a starting starting guard, Caleb Grill, and then uh, pretty much. Talking pretty high on Baylor uh, with them. They, they weren't necessarily on a crazy winning streak, but they were uh, in contention for that second, third place in the Big 12 and um, ended up, what are they, I think they ended up fourth. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. Iowa State played excellent defense. That's that's my analysis. Of, that's That was my one takeaway. Is Iowa State played excellent defense, um, and you have to, uh, to, to, to beat Baylor because they're gonna they're gonna score points and they did they did in this game but most nights they're gonna score points. Yeah, holding your opponent under sixty unless you're totally incapable on offense, holding your opponent under sixty is pretty much as close to a guaranteed win as you can get in the Big Twelve. Um, <clears throat> the next game is West Virginia beating Kansas State by eight in Morgantown. Greg, you had this one picked for West Virginia. I had it picked for Kansas State. Um, this kind of goes along with the trend that we've been talking about all year with the home team um, winning despite despite the records um, outside of like a Kansas and a Texas. But this was a really good win by West Virginia. It yeah. Um, I was gonna talk about bracketology, but I'll save all my yeah, yeah. all my all my thoughts on that for for a minute. Yeah, they it it was a great win by them, um, and I just go back to Kansas State's um, poor uh, road record, and that's putting it nicely. Yeah, uh, they did pick one up um, the other weekend in Stillwater, but uh, I didn't see them doing it two times in a row, and um, I was right on that one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun a little bit. I have a conspiracy theory. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Is the Big 12 trying to get as many teams in as possible, so therefore they, they had West Virginia beat Kansas State? I think if that was the case, they would have <laughs> given Oklahoma State maybe one more, so they they weren't sweating it out in the tournament. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm you just, know, I'm te- just Texas, Texas, if you're listening, OU, if you're listening, we'll get to the bracket in a second, but if y'all want to give Oklahoma State just, you know, that, that the, the you know, two more wins, just lock themselves in, we get nine... Would that be no eight teams? Eight teams in, that'd uh, be great. Yep, but I wouldn't be upset. Then the other really, really surprising game OU beats TCU by 14. 
74 to 60. I gosh. I think TCU stayed on the bus. I don't I don't really know. I don't know what happened. Um OU OU's won two or three in in the last couple of weeks that they shouldn't have won. They've also kept two or three close that should have been blowouts. Um so Texas, again, Texas being one of those. Yeah, Texas being one, and that was on the road too. This one was in Norman. So we've said this the last couple of weeks, but just you, if you're an OU fan, you don't like how the season went, you don't like your record, but you have to like that the team is continuing to fight. And that's really my only thought on that, other than just, um, bad loss by TCU. Yeah, not not, not good for momentum heading into uh, the tournament. Yep. And then in the most anticipate one of the most anticipated games of the entire year in the Big Twelve, uh, Texas beats Kansas by sixteen in Austin. That was seventy five to fifty nine. That was just a solid, solid performance um, by Texas. But I think one of the biggest differences was Sir Jabari Rice. Yes, I said that right. Sir Jabari is his first name. Um, he had twenty three points off the bench, whereas I. I don't know off the top of my head. I can pull it up here in a second, but Kansas didn't do Kansas's much. Def- well, Kansas's defense is just, or excuse me, Kansas's bench is very, very poor. Yeah, it. The, they all around struggled. Um, they they struggled to score on Texas's defense. Their their athleticism and ability to guard, you know, thirty plus feet from the basket, really bothered them this game. Um, which I which I mean. Yeah, it's on the road, uh, but it still showed some weaknesses. Um, Grady Dick struggled. He's actually struggled the last two, three games. Uh, so Kansas is by no means invincible like we've made them out to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I kind of expected this one to be a little bit closer. but uh, so, so if you don't, if you include only starters, if only starters played in this game, Kansas wins 51-50. to the literal difference is that Kansas's bench put up eight points, and Texas's bench put up a combined. Oh no, they would actually won. I did some bad math, but anyways, uh, Texas's bench put up thirty-two. Dang. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> that. Texas's bench was the difference in this game. Um. So that that. We made it through our first basketball regular season as a podcast. I'd like to congratulate ourselves. <laughs> Give a little round of applause for ourselves. We did. We kept up. Didn't have the best records, but we we did a good job. Um, with that being said, would you uh, would you run through some of the conference awards, Greg? So we just wanted to touch on these, not necessarily dive into all of the uh, maybe. If there were any disagreements, which I personally don't really have any disagreements uh, with with these, there were several several worthy players and, and coaches. But uh, I'll I'll run through um, each one really quick. So the these are all for the regular season um, Big Twelve Conference awards. The Player of the Year was Jalen Wilson uh, from Kansas, and uh, I. Frankly, I don't even know what he averaged, but I think he was averaging like 22, 23 points a game. Uh, the Defensive Player of the Year was uh, Dewan Harris Jr., also from Kansas. Uh, the Newcomer of the Year was Keontae Johnson uh, from Kansas State. He was a transfer this year. 
The freshman of the year was Keontae George from Baylor. The sixth man of the year, like Tanner just talked about, he had 23 points off the bench against Kansas on Saturday with Serge Ibari Rice from Texas. The most improved player is K.J. Adams from Kansas as well. Notice a lot of Kansas players getting these awards. But then the coach of the year is Jerome Tang from Kansas State who took what was a very, very bad team last year, losing record to a third-place finish in the Big 12. Um, So much deserved for Jerome Tang um, and, honestly, everyone on the list. Yeah. Jerome Tang, first year as a head coach, doing what he did at Kansas State. I know they kind of struggled a little bit recently, but overall a very, very solid performance. Um, The only other argument you could have made was was having Bill Self in there, but I, I think that just the... The way that Jerome Tang was able to flip that team from this year to last year, like it's like night and day. Um, yeah, I think he he by far deserved it. Um, you, you you still have to give Bill Self his flowers, but this year I think Jerome Tang was, oh. was definitely the coach of the year. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean Serge Ibari Rice led Texas in scoring some games, so like multiple multiple games. I I think it was the last like two or three he led. The team in scoring and with almost, I think, what do you have in this last game? 23 points off the bench. So really, really well done as the sixth man for Texas. Um, Before we get to bracketology, I just want to run through the top 25 in basketball. I know this literally doesn't... This is, I think, the last week we'll do this. And it doesn't really matter at this point, other than just being able to say you're in the top 25. But uh, Kansas is ranked three. Texas is ranked seven. Baylor's ten. Kansas State is 12, TCU is 22, and then receiving votes is Iowa State and West Virginia. So that rounds out the top 25 there. Any any comments on that before? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what you've all been waiting for, it's time for Bracketology with Greg. Well, this is the uh, final bracketology until we get to the real thing. So I'm pumped. Uh, We'll do a little bit of a different bracketology later on with our conference brackets. But uh, for now, let's talk about the real real thing, the NCAA tournament. Uh, So Joe Lenardi has broken his trend of updating every couple of days. And he's now updating probably... One to two times a day. It's been honestly shocking. I've been refreshing the the page and, and seeing his updates uh, throughout um, Sunday, Monday, and then today, uh, Tuesday. So as of uh, as of today, before the conference tournament, so nothing should change between now and um, when the tournament starts tomorrow, and, and then when most teams start to play Thursday. Kansas is the number one overall seed. So not only are they a one seed, but they are the top seed, which. You did bring this up, was it two weeks ago? I think the last two weeks have. You have brought it up the last couple of weeks. So this is interesting because they did lose two Texas this week. However, um, the other number one seed, or almost unanimous number one seed, Alabama, uh, lost at Texas A&M. Um, and according to Joe Lenardi, which, I mean, this is probably pretty obvious, A&M is still a top 25 team, but... Losing at Texas is a much better loss than losing at AM. 
if you can talk about better losses than other losses. <laughs> and it's a silly concept, but it is it is a factual thing. And, and we will, I mean, I don't know how in-depth we, we need to break down uh, that sort of thing, but that, that's what the committee will be looking at. Um, so Kansas is the number one overall seed, unless they have an early exit in the conference tournament. I don't see that changing. Baylor and Texas are currently both listed as number two seeds. Kansas State is listed as a three. TCU and Iowa State are listed as five seeds. So this is interesting. Iowa State was listed as a seven last week, and they have since jumped all the way back up to a five after beating Baylor on the road. Yeah, that does a, that does a lot for you. And we'll see in a little bit. A Oklahoma State, two wins in the conference tournament would do a lot for them as well. Yep. And then West Virginia has gone up to a nine seed. So this is their highest projected seeding of pretty much the year, at least since we've been doing this for the last month. Uh, they've just continued to be solid, um, win games they should win, uh, and, and then even win a couple that they shouldn't. And uh, that's earned them up to a nine spot. I'll say this, though. If I'm West Virginia, I'm secretly praying that I somehow get the 10 seed draw. I'd, I'd much rather, if if you win in the first round, I'd, I'd much rather play a two than a one. Um, that's just me, though. And then the only team being considered on the bubble, um, Texas Tech and OU are both, by all virtue, out, unless they can go on an incredible run and win the conference tournament. Uh, so Oklahoma State is the only Big 12 bubble team. Everyone else is considered a lock for the most part. Um, they are listed as the first team out. So they are like the definition of a bubble team. Um, at one point last week, they dropped all the way down to next four out. So they the win at Texas Tech did them some serious good. Yep. Uh, it was a quad one win on the road. And they jumped back up uh, to the first four out and then got a little bit of help on Sunday with some Big Ten teams losing, which bumped them up to being the first team out. So... Tanner, I've, we're 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 gonna we're gonna talk about this. What does Oklahoma State have to do in Kansas City to make the tournament? And I'm not, I don't mean a virtual lock. I mean like, what do you think is the bare minimum that they have to do? The bare minimum? Yeah, I'm talking like playing game eleven seed. They they weekend. They have to be OU. Yep. And they have to keep it single digits with Texas. Okay. I think I agree with that. I, I think at this point I agree with that. Most of the other, I've looked at some other. I've cheated on Joe Lenardi a little bit. I've looked at some other. Oh no! Brackets uh, and and the general consensus is at the current moment Oklahoma State is listed as one of those first, first or second, maybe third team out. So a win against OU uh, at a neutral site would be considered a quad two win. So you don't get that quad one boost. However, it's still a quad two win. Um, that's, it would still be a good win. And then Texas, if they can win that, I, I'd consider them a lock. If they lose it, I think they've got to lose in a respectable fashion, like you talked about. Yep. Yep. I, I can't agree more with that. Um, well, thank you for, thank you for coming for Bracketology with Greg, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna fill out our brackets now for the big 12 tournament. We don't have any prior knowledge of 
who the other person is going to go with. Which maybe was a bad idea. We'll we'll see. This, I, I actually have Texas Tech and OU going the other way. So <laughs> just kidding. No, if we have the exact same championship game, the same champion, whatever, don't hate us. We're not boring. We are just doing this on the fly. Well, we both have picked prior to the podcast. We just have we? I did. <laughs> That's where I'm questionable. I don't know if I picked. I, I mean, did I did I think about it as hard as I'm going to think about my my NCAA bracket? No, but I, I mean, I picked it. Yeah, yeah. I I have some questions in the in the uh, semifinals, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. All right. Well, let's start with the. What would be? Game one is technically West Virginia, Texas Tech. So we'll read the seedings too. So West Virginia is an eight seed. Tech is a nine seed. So this was the first day that we talked about. When did we start talking about this? Maybe three weeks ago that you kind of want to avoid if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, playing on the Wednesday night in Kansas City. Uh, it's kind of the dreaded Wednesday night game. Uh, if, if you, you, You'd like to not have to play on Wednesday. But yeah. West Virginia and Texas Tech. Greg? I, (laughs) you're going to laugh at me for this. You have Tech. All the things we just talked about point to West Virginia winning this game. But because of that, I'm going to go the opposite. (laughs) And I'm going to pick Texas Tech. That literally doesn't make sense. I know, but neither does March. And I'm going to go the opposite of you. I'm going with West Virginia. My boy, Eric Stevenson, is going to pop off. Your boy. My boy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know how many people would say that about him, but no disrespect to Eric Stevenson, but he's disrespected a few fan bases this year. So that's, this is true. He, he just, he gets buckets. That's all I got to say. All right. Game two. Number seven, Oklahoma State versus number 10, Oklahoma. Greg? So Oklahoma State has swept the season series with Oklahoma this year. That makes me nervous because, and I don't know if you were ever put in this situation when you play basketball. Beating a team three times in one year is honestly one of the hardest things to do. So it makes me really nervous uh, as an OSU fan. However, I believe that Oklahoma State is still the better overall team, so I will pick Oklahoma State. I will also go with Oklahoma State. I think they have a much more athletic team than Oklahoma does. I think um, the the one issue that Oklahoma State could run into is a lack of three-point shooting and a lack of uh, free-throw shooting. And depth at this point. Um, with Avery Anderson still out, Musa Cisse kind of sort of re-injured his ankle against Texas Tech um, just the other day. So who knows what uh, who knows what his status will be? I- I'm assuming he'll play. I just don't know at what percentage he'll be. So okay, this okay. Now that I'm thinking about this, this is going to be really tough for our listeners to follow. But try your best if you can while you're listening to this. Hopefully, you're looking at a bracket like we are. If you're driving, don't look at a bracket. But just know that. We're not lying to you, and we've got the bracket right in front of us. So Okay, so those first two games were the quote-unquote first round going to be played Wednesday, March 8th. Then Thursday, March 9th, there's a total of four games. Uh, we're going to start with the first one, which will be number four, Baylor, versus number five, Iowa State. Greg? So this is interesting because they just played on Saturday, and Iowa State went into Waco and pretty much beat up on them. Um, I'm going to kind of do the opposite thing again, though, and I'm going to pick Baylor. I think that it, it was, could have, 
it should be a wake up call for Baylor that you're not just going to be able to walk in and and just get buckets um, whenever you choose because um, they are they they do rely on the three point shot very heavily. Um, and Iowa State has been probably the most inconsistent team in the conference this year. I mean, they've gone on some incredible highs of beating Kansas and then going on the road and meeting Baylor, and then they've lost to OU at home and OSU at home. So I'm going to take Baylor. Iowa State's up and down. I think they'll be down on Thursday. I am also going to take Baylor in this one. It's, yeah, I I just don't want to bore people with agreeing with you and saying the same <laughs> things as you just did. So we're going to move on. Uh, so that, in that game, we have we both have Baylor. Now, game four or game two of Thursday, sorry, is number one Kansas versus the winner of West Virginia and Texas Tech. Although Greg and I did pick uh, different teams in that one, I'm going to guess that we both are taking Kansas in this game. You would be correct, although this is a – this could be a kind of a sleeper spot for Kansas. Um, you play, you know, Thursday afternoon against one of these teams. Uh, West Virginia – could get hot if they're able to beat tech, you know, obviously I picked tech um, and they've shown the ability to get hot too. They almost won at in, in Lawrence like last week. So uh, by no means is this like a guaranteed, I just want to caveat us not breaking this game down. It's, we're not saying it's a guaranteed win for Kansas, but we are both picking Kansas. Also this game is being played. Uh, what? 20, 18 hours, 18 hours. After their previous game, so I mean, typically in a regular season, outside of a non-conference tournament, you're going to have at least 48 hours between games. So there's going to definitely be a fatigue factor that will set in there. And then the next game on Thursday is number two Texas versus Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, depending on who wins that game. So Greg, I will let you go. I'm going to take Texas. I think uh, Texas, uh, they 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 swept both series with OSU and OU. Um, I do think OSU is going to beat OU. And then I, I, I think there will be a fire. Um, I, I think they'll, I think OSU knows um, what they have to do to get in um, or at least give themselves a better chance. Uh, and beating Texas would um Make them almost a virtual, I would say it would make them almost a virtual lock. Uh, however, I don't think, I just don't think that they have the uh, guard play. The firepower to go along with Yeah, that. I don't think they have the guard play to go up against Texas. Yeah, I agree with you. I think as much as I would love to pick Oklahoma State, I can't. Texas is just basically, outside of Kansas and... A couple other teams throughout the regular season. Texas has pretty much manhandled everybody, um, including Oklahoma State. So I'm going to have to roll with Texas on this one as well. I swear we we did not talk about this beforehand. It's all uh, good. It's all we good. Are <laughs> okay, and then the final game of Thursday, number three, Kansas State versus number six, TCU. Greg? I really like the spot for TCU. I think they came off of, oh, no, you're picking TCU too, aren't you? <laughs> Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to have the same bracket. That's okay. That just means it's going to be wrong. So, uh, well, you, you made me lose my train of thought. But I, I like the spot for TCU. They've 
they're coming off of a really bad loss to OU, um, and that doesn't make this that doesn't seemingly make this a favorable um, game for them to go and play. But they did beat Kansas State already, and when they they split the season series, and when they lost to Kansas State, they didn't have Mike Miles. Right. I was going to say the only reason that TCU was in the sixth spot is because they went two and a half, three weeks without Eddie Lampkin and Mike Miles. Yeah. So, I. <clears throat> I would still say TCU is probably the fourth best team in the conference behind Kansas, Texas, and Baylor. So that would be – that would be – and as we are about to find out, that's going to be our final four for our uh, Big 12 tournament. So, so Greg – we have the same so we do semifinal have, We do have the same semifinal matchups, but I, f- I have a feeling that we might be a little bit different on these. All right. So uh, in our projected semifinal matchups for Friday – uh, Tanner and I both have picked Kansas and Baylor to advance to the first game. I am going to pick Kansas uh, to uh, take down Baylor and move on to the championship game. Not a lot of analysis other than Kansas is really good. I I think I'm going to take Baylor. Did you just change your pick? No, I've been debating on this <laughs> okay. all all day. I've been de- I've been really heavily thinking about it and I think I'm going to I'm going to take Baylor. I don't really have a um exact science or methodology behind it, but they were up. That's just what my gut 15 tells me. and Lawrence at one point. Oh, I know. So. I know. I almost went 10 and 0 that weekend, but it didn't happen. And then the second semifinal game is number 2 Texas versus number 6 TCU. I'm going to take TCU. Uh and what I guess you would consider an upset is Texas is the two seed, TCU six. Um, TCU just beat Texas, uh, what was it, a week and a half or so ago, two weeks ago. And um, again, when they lost to Texas, I'm not sure if they had Mike Miles or not, but they lost in Austin and it was a very close game. So I, I think TCU is going, to, is going to surprise some people this tournament um, just based on the fact that they're seeded sixth. But like you mentioned, Tanner, I don't think they'd be in that spot if their stars weren't hurt for a good two, three weeks this season. Yep. I'm going to go with Texas on this one. I think they've proven consistently throughout the year that they can they can beat anybody. Um, I also like how they, how they match up with TCU. I think that their, their guard play mm-hmm. is going to be kind of like what we mentioned, uh, Texas versus Oklahoma State. I think... Texas's guard play is going to basically outweigh anything that TCU can put up, even with Mike Miles. Um, so we will have a different championship, which is we have nice. a completely opposite championship. So I have you have Kansas and TCU, and you have Texas and Baylor. Okay, so you have Kansas and TCU. Tell me why, or tell me who you have winning and why. I have Kansas winning. Um, the you you said this last week. They probably have the best starting five, top to bottom, in the country. Um, we read our we read through the awards. Not that the awards count for anything come tournament time, but I think that just kind of showcases the overall talent of their starting five. They also have the most experienced coach uh, in in the conference. I just probably is what like twenty something Big Twelve tournament. Uh, and I mean, we're going to find out, uh, we're, we're going to find out what Kansas is, is made of. They really haven't struggled against any teams 
this season. I think they've beaten they've beaten every single team in in the conference at least once. They they weren't swept at all this year, um, which I, I guess you could probably say the same about um, about Texas. But uh, yeah, I think Kansas is going to win, um, and kind of I don't I don't hate Kansas, but man, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, a different winner, but I'm going to take Kansas. I, I think that they are the best team in the conference, and um, that's going to, going to show this week. All right. Well, Greg has Kansas. I have Texas. So I have Texas beating Baylor in the championship game. I, I don't really have too much analysis on this. I think that... I just think Texas is the superior team and I once again I don't have I don't have that much to back that up with but that's that's Sixth just man of the year Serge Barry Rice. He's been he has been the difference in quite a few of their games to be honest but yeah so that's that's our brackets um we'll put a little graphic together and post those uh tonight or tomorrow morning depending on when we get those finished but let us know what you guys think. Let us uh, let us see your brackets. Take a picture of your bracket. Tweet at us. Uh, tag us in your Instagram or Facebook story. Let us know what you guys think about our brackets. Um, How wrong they're going to be. Yeah. And you can trash talk us while the games are happening. So, What are you doing Thursday during the day? Are you, are you in school? No. I have nothing Thursdays. Uh, you're lucky. I'm gonna be at my desk. I'll be watching them. Though. Watching. Yeah. Oh, sh- is your is your boss listening to us? Oh, Greg? they they already know. They already <laughs> know. Oh man. Okay. Well, um, we thank you guys for listening. We are excited to have you along for this next what three week journey between the conference tournament and March Madness. Uh, hopefully, you guys stick around. Hopefully, you tell your friends about it. About us being fools behind a microphone. Um, yeah. Also, if anybody would like to sponsor the podcast for, I'm just gonna say it. We're five. We're five bucks a month deep. It's not. It's not a big deal. Um, but if anybody would like to sponsor it, I we would be upset. We'd love to do a read-in for you. And yeah, that's. I think that's everything that we have. So we thank you. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>